I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. So we are all proper chocker over here at Vicky Patterson, Secret 2 HQ, getting ready for the brand new series, which we are about to launch. We're all super excited. But in the meantime, I thought I'd give you guys a little bit of a trip down memory lane with one of my favorite episodes. It's the one and only Ollie Bears. Even now, I love it when someone says, ah, Ollie's all right. And I'm like, oh, really? Okay, I'll you prove you wrong. Let me prove you wrong. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vicky Patterson The Secret. This week, we have such a good guest. It has been super difficult to pin him down. He is an elusive man. He is a busy man. He is probably everybody's favourite X Factor contestant. It is none other than Ollie Murs. <laughs> How do you like them apples? Did I do it good? Ah, oh. you getting yourself comfortable, Ollie Pear? Yeah, I'm just gonna. Get, I'm just gonna fit myself into the corner here. <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. This week I have finally managed to pin down the elusive, the mysterious, the also talented Ollie Murs. Hey! I'm so sorry. I'm not I'm not that mysterious. Um I've just it's just been I'll be honest with you, I'm so sorry. I know you've been messaging each other about doing this. And it, it's just you you caught me at a time where I was just getting a new puppy. And a new no. dog and a new arrival. And honest to God, it has been stressful. It's been so stressful <laughs> the last couple of weeks getting this all sorted. My house has changed dramatically. Um, and yeah, I'm so sorry, but we're here. We're here now. We're talking. Don't apologise. I know you're a busy man anyway. I just think like, obviously you've got no idea what's going through in my head, but I was just like riddled with anxiety. I was like, I've got a producer. I've got a sound technician. I've got everyone waiting. He's just blanking us. I was like, fuck's sake. No, I'm not. I wasn't blanking you. I'm so sorry. I just... I, and the thing is, you've got my mobile number. You could have just called me. I know. I just felt like I was super getting on your tits. I was like, oh, God, you've become that person. He's like, please do me podcast, please. And I was no, like, oh, leave him alone. Call me anytime. I, it would have been oh. better for you to call me because I would have been probably halfway through making baby gates for the for the fucking kitchen. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was, it's, listen, it's been great. But listen, we're here now and it's great to speak to you. And, um, you know, I hope you've been good. I haven't seen you for ages. So. I know. Well, I don't think anyone's really seen anyone, but you have, over, like, you have gone through such a transformation since the last time I've seen you. Like, if you'd have told me a year ago that I'd be sitting talking to Ollie Mays about fucking baby gates, I'd be like, liar, <laughs> liar. That's <laughs> very a, true. It's a bachelor. <laughs> I know. Honestly, what's gone on? It's gone. It's been mad. The last 12 months for me have just been amazing to be honest with you um yeah. it's really it's really changed everything I'm just so happy it's it's uh <sighs> it's and I've always been a happy person anyway but maybe I was happy on the surface more than than what people would have seen behind you know that not many people saw behind the scenes I was not as happy as maybe people might have thought I was um mm. so ultimately yeah the last 12 months have been amazing for me been amazing I do I think like everyone associates you with being like super positive super cheerful this like yeah. cheeky chappy guy next door but actually like when you're on your own when you close the doors it can be a totally different story 100%. especially if, you're, if your personal life's not where you want it to be exactly no I think for me the, my biggest worry um being famous and being in this industry my biggest worry was that I was never going to meet someone that wanted me for me or loved me for me. And I was always concerned that I'd end up having all this, you know, not the luxuries, but I have have the house, have the cars, have the career, um, have fantastic family, but I actually have no one to share that with. And I think when you're a successful person and I've been very successful in my career, I I wanted to be able to share that with someone. And I I was just like thinking, this is just not going to happen. And maybe I'm looking in the wrong areas. You know, I was, I don't know, I was just lucky that I, I managed to meet Amelia. I, I um, It was just, yeah, I was, for four years when I was single, I, I genuinely didn't like, like myself very much, really. I, I didn't like who I was. I, I was becoming, you know, when you don't give any fucks and you sort of do what you want and you don't care about the repercussions yeah. of people's feelings yeah. or what they were, you just were, it was, it was my way or the highway and, I'm not that kind of person. I'm very caring. So, you know, this is, yeah, being back, you know, finding Amelia it was, was what I needed, really. And, uh, yeah, I've, like I said, it's been a bit of a journey. So I'm happy. You look like the happiest I've ever seen you. I'm so but, pleased. <laughs> but then I've got the most craziest hair. Amelia said to me, Amelia said to me during, um, we've been together now a year. And we just celebrated our first anniversary together. Congratulations! Yeah. And, you know, when you pick an anniversary, do you find that when you, with your partner? Like, is it picking the day that you first met? Or is it the first time you went on a date? Or is it actually when you when, when he said, or when I said I, was, I wanted her to be my girlfriend? Like, when do you pick that anniversary? How did you pick um, it? For us, it was super straightforward, Ollie, because we, um, we went on a date between Christmas and New Year. Okay. Um... And I think it was like the 20, I mean, I'm saying, God, it's super easy. I can't even fucking remember now. You'll kill us. It was the 27th, 27th of December. Mm. Um, and it's a nice day to like remember because everyone's off work and working. the restaurants are slightly quiet. I so can always get a good reservation. Um, yeah. And it, it's just lovely because you feel like celebrating around then. So for us, it was dead easy. And we've always just gone with first date. Oh, that's um, nice. What about you? What do you go with? Well, the problem is, is we. I went with the day I told her that she was my girlfriend. I wanted her to ask her to be my girlfriend. I was going to say, um, tell her. Jesus Christ, that, it's that, 2020, mate. Give her yeah, a choice. You <laughs> haven't <laughs> got a choice. You're my girlfriend. Um, You're my wife. <laughs> yeah. 
um, so I literally, I, I, I got into, I was in my kitchen one summer, uh, last summer or just after that, I can't, we can't remember. Mm. It was July, I think, or August. And um, I just said to her, will you be my girlfriend? Oh, and she was just man. like, and that was kind of how it, how it, how it was really. We, we just kind of went from there and, you know, it was, it just felt natural for us to make that progression. But then our first date was at the gym. You know Danny's gym, Danny VIP. I do know Danny. Stop it. Is that where he's met? So that's where we actually met. So we, um, we. Such a I... sexual hotspot. Who knew? Who <laughs> <laughs> knew being in the gym? I mean, I look horrendous at the gym, but I mean, Amelia <laughs> walked in literally like, like a goddess. Oh, she is. And she just came strolling in. And she, and the weirdest thing is, I, it was, there was a cryo chamber place in, in Brentwood and I'd seen. I've I, seen it. It's yeah, like across wa- the road from where I live. Is it really? And it's where I'm living, babe. I hope no one else knows where it is because I'm going to get some really weird stalkers. Now. You are, yeah. But I um, <laughs> but I went to it and um, they. I was looking a few days after that that I went that they might post me being there. And I, I get really, ang- I get a lot of anxiety when I go places and they do things for free or they ask me to do something. They go, oh, don't worry about paying. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, at least put it on social media so I can share it. At least do something so I, I you don't want to like feel anything. like you're, you're giving back I've done doing something yeah. yeah and I remember clicking on their uh Instagram and they hadn't put me up then it's been like two days and I thought well may- <laughs> maybe it's the way I looked um maybe they <laughs> maybe I'm not maybe I'm not big anymore maybe I'm not big enough for them to post and then I realized I realized the reason they hadn't posted about me is that they've got this amazingly hot girl on their Instagram feed called <gasps> Amelia Tank and I was like who's this girl um, she, she's hot, space. so I did what any I did what any um, Essex pop star does. I just followed her on Instagram. <laughs> so smooth. <laughs> and so I thought, smooth. I, I thought, and I'll wait a couple of days for her to reply. <laughs> How did it go? So cool. She's going to reply, and actually, it worked. No. Four days later, three or four days later, she messaged me. It was the nicest, sweetest message. She said. <gasps> Oh. How are you? Um, so weird, you followed me. I saw we went to the same place. Uh-huh. Um, I, I see that you go to a gym, um, a local that I've always wanted to go to, which is the VIP HQ with Danny. Yeah. She goes, I'd love, why don't we go there for a workout one morning if you're up for it and um, we'll have a little catch up there or something. And I just thought like, I've never been asked to go to the gym for a workout on a first on a first date yeah. as well like that's technically what was going on there this girl's got some balls yeah. mate. I look like shit in the gym <laughs> <laughs> I love her she just thought I, this is this she, I mean Amelia's I mean she does love training quite a lot and she's amazing and so she I think for me it got it sort of got me balls tingling do you know what I mean it kind of felt like oh this is this is different this is yeah. different I thought god this girl's got something about because I I thought most most women at the time it was always like let's go for something to eat and I I was like no I I, I want to like I was sort of bored of going to restaurants I always had to do something fun for a first date so this mm. was like never done this before so we went to the gym and because I'm like she's got to know me more now I'm so competitive I was like I did say to her <laughs> look I'll come to the gym and train with you but you do realize like it's not going to be like fun like I'm we're going, no, we're going balls to the wall like, if we're doing squat challenge I'll I want to beat you and we had this like bit of banter and then that was kind of it really. And then I remember after the gym session, I was like, right, I've got to make my move here. Uh-huh. Um, so how are you getting home? She's like, oh, I'm getting an Uber home. I was like, an Uber home? Don't be silly. I'll drive you home. <laughs> and oh, I'll tell you what, gent. why don't we go for a bit of brunch? I know a really oh, good, God. I know the really good place, the Brentwood Kitchen. Yes. 
I've just been for a fucking smoothie, man. Oh my god, why are we never out there for catch up? We should do that. I'll be up. To, I'm going to be there tomorrow. Well, I'll, yes. I'll message you and we'll go. Anyway, so I said to we'll go for brunch. I've actually booked a table. You presumptuous little pickle. Preparation prevents <laughs> problems. The three P's. Remember that VP. <laughs> Preparation prevents problems. So I've already prepared, thinking if she says yes, I've got place booked. If she says no, then I'm like, okay, cool, no worries. You know, I had nothing planned anyway. Um, <laughs> Crying all the way home. Anyway, so I'm on the way in the car. I've suggested we go for brunch. She goes, I'm really sorry. I've already got plans. I was like, okay. <gasps> no. So I was like, okay, no worries. She goes, well, I'm off to Birmingham to see some friends. So I'm going to jump on a train, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, cool. And then that was kind of, I kind of thought like, oh, she's already playing like that not really bothered card. Um, and then it kind did of did that just, excite you though? No, it did. It, it really did. Yeah. And, and I just, you know, you just get a vibe. And then we 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 started dating for a few months. But after actually, you was at the voice final with me, weren't you? Yes, when I of course, won. Because that's when you won with Molly, and I tried to pull Tom Jones, <laughs> <laughs> which lasted about one minute. <laughs> that was never going to happen. He just didn't understand me accent at all, bless him. <laughs> oh, but you got a chance to meet him and you were so... Like, by the way, for everyone listening, uh, Vicky really didn't want to come see me. She didn't really want to come watch The Voice. All she kept talking to me about was how much she was obsessed and loved Tom Jones. And she was like, I just want to see him. I was like, okay, cool. Okay, well, you know, come to the show then. You were just, And you were just so excited to meet him. What guy I was like? just so happy. And honestly, like, of course I want to see you as well. The show was amazing. I know. Uh, <laughs> but, he, God, no, he's just a legend, man. Like, he was me grandma's favourite. And I think I actually got so nervous that I reverted back to, like, Geordie Shaw, Vicky, and told him um, I'd let you wear me like a hat. That was my exact <laughs> words to Sir Tom Jones. I, I hate myself. I wear you like a hat. But you know what? The thing is about Tom... <laughs> The thing is about Tom is if if you would have met him away from the cameras because you met him when you was during the show right if I remember right yeah. you did it during Second the show you need to meet Tom off camera because Tom okay. is so funny and he and he can he's got such great jokes great stories and he's he's got just he's just a really lovely man like he, he you know he can't he's he just yeah I can't explain it but more better than that really he's just a great person but he's so down to earth you know even though he's a sir. And he's uh-huh. obviously done so much in his career and his life that he, I think he, yeah, I think you and him would get on really, really well. Obviously not, you know, I can't see you dating him now. Never see him, never. Never say never. <laughs> I need to do a podcast. I need to do something. I need to come. I have been thinking about doing a podcast for a while, but it's about getting an idea of, or something that is, you know, an avenue, isn't it? Well, yeah, exactly. But, like, what I, th- I feel like you've got, like, you could potential to do anything. Uh, you could do one about... What could you do one I about? Maybe, I, I need to think about it, but I was thinking about it today when, when I was doing doing this podcast with you. I was like, I'd like to do a podcast one day. <laughs> Ollie, have you not got, like, enough on your hands? I do, but... Brand new dog, serious bird, judge on the voice, smashing your pop career. Like, give the rest of her a fucking chance, mate. This is all I've got. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to do a podcast. I want to be one of the best ones out there like you. I want everything. <laughs> no, I just think... I like... I love talking. So do I. I love talking. I love telling stories. I love listening to people's stories. I genuinely believe I'll probably be on radio at some point. I, I've got a feeling I'll be like... I'll be like on... 
I'll be on Heart or something in the next 10 years doing Heart Breakfast or something. I love radio so much. I think at some point, because I just love talking to people. You've, you're chatty enough and you've got a nice sounding voice. Like it's got character. You've got charisma. I don't think people have to see you in order to like be like be interested. You know, some people, once you're not in real life with them, you're like, oh my God, your appeal is totally gone. It was literally 80% because you were good looking. But I think you do really well because the, I always feel the Geordie accent. Sometimes I meet some Geordies when I'm up Newcastle mm-hmm. and I can't understand them. But actually, <laughs> you're one of the only Geordies I can really understand everything you're saying. I've had to soften it mate like this is 10 years in the industry this if you'd caught me 15 years ago you wouldn't have been able to understand what I was saying not a chance I can only imagine what you was I can only imagine what you were like when you were home for like for Christmas or for like parties or when you're there for like a few weeks and you I bet you go back to like that real hard it's the slang you guys use it's so rough and speak so quick like mine in particular like I can go a million miles an hour like weirdly throwing it back to mine in Urkan's first date obviously he's from like down south and he's so polite and so nice like on my first date I had a couple of drinks because I was so nervous so I was sitting talking to him and like just doing the usual million miles an hour hands flying everywhere and he just sat and smiled I thought you've got no fucking clue what I'm saying hi son <laughs> It's like, mm, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, how like is, is that been is that been a problem for you though when you were dating? Like, is that something that you like in the past or like how how have you managed to cope with dating? Because obviously everyone knows you from Geordie Shore. Everyone knows knows you inside and out. Really, everyone knows the perception of you and what you came across. Like the way you was, you were just so open with everything. The way you speak, you don't care what you say. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. You know what I mean? Like, you would quite openly say, cool, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd fucking jump into bed with you. You know what I mean? Without actually... <laughs> Like, from watching you back in the day, geez, I mean, some of the things you used to say used to crack me up. Because I used to watch you on Julie Shorty Shaw, like, back in the day. Oh, I didn't know I had a fan on my hands, Ollie Bear. Vic, eight, nine years ago, I was watching Geordie Shaw every week. I'm not going to tell you what time of night either. Stop it. There are children listening to this podcast. Yeah, that's podcast, true, that's it? true. But no, um, but you just have all, like... How did you? How do you find that when you go? Like people's perceptions of you when you went dating. 
with people. So it was like, I feel like I echo a lot of your sentiments from like when you were sort of trying to find your Amelia. Um, I had this real like dark time where I was just like, this is it. Like I was in my 30s and I totally thought I'd met the person I was meant to be with and it hadn't worked out with him. And rather than sort of think, oh, that relationship was wrong and he just wasn't the right person, I was like, I'm fundamentally unlovable. Like that's where I went to. I was like, I am actually so career driven and so selfish and so demanded and un and un like unyielding that like again, like you say, it was my way or the highway that I just thought, shit, like this is it. I'm gonna be one of these really successful women who is on her own. Yeah. Who just like just takes a mum on holiday and spoils her friends rotten but has no one to share it with and I got yeah. so so stressed out and worried about it and of course the more stressed out you get the more worried like the more you project it and everyone's like Jesus Christ she's mental so it was it was awful and then like I had that breakup which nobody knows this but Ollie was super there for me when I had me breakup and I really do always think I love your oh. words for that well no I remember <laughs> just seeing it and I I remember hearing it in the papers and stuff, and I I don't know I just I just wanted to reach out to you, and, and obviously we'd only ever really spoke here and there in the industry at different times, and only ever seen you, and you've always been so lovely. But I don't know I just felt like I wanted to reach out to you and just give you some love and just say like I'm here if you want to talk. And I, I don't know where that came from, Vic. I just <laughs> I just I saw you in pain and I saw you upset, and I I I, I just related to to how you were feeling in some in some sort of shape or form and I I wanted to reach out to you and I yeah I just just don't know I just think you're an amazing person so I just just felt like you if you needed someone to talk to I was there for you you know well the feeling was mutual like I absolutely speak so highly of you now whenever anyone brings you up I'm like he's so fucking lush you know how much you were there for when we break up your praises but no like I think after that like what my main concern was was I was so desperate not to be seen as like the girl who got cheated on not to be seen as that victim I bet and every I just didn't want people thinking oh god she's single again she's desperate she's on the market or like oh god bless her let's all hold handle our kid gloves like I didn't have and I didn't want to have a victim mentality like I wanted to be seen as that strong confident girl again and I wasn't really so it was super hard trying to get back out there and date again after all that because I was just so conflicted I like I was really scared after that Probably about three, four months. Mm. Um, I moved on, like I suppose, relatively quickly, and I think because of that, like I don't I think was you really did. Hesitant. I don't think you did. I, I actually, I actually watched a lot of what you were doing and on Instagram. We obviously spoke a bit, but I, I don't think you did. I, I think that you, you had to get that anger out, that frustration out. You had to cry a lot. You had to go through all their emotions, and they always say with especially with anyone that's gone through a breakup, you have to go through that sort of grieving process for like, and then all of a sudden women do this great thing where they, they're like up and down for four, three or four months. And then they just go <laughs> one morning, they wake up and go, Oh, boom, <laughs> back in the room. I'm back in the room. I don't care anymore. I've met someone else. Bye. And then that's it. Yeah. It's really interesting. My sister used to do it all the time. She used to be like, oh, I miss him. No, I don't. I hate him. I miss him. I miss him. No, I don't. I hate him. Oh, I just want to have a boyfriend. I want to be loved. And then one morning she wakes up and went, oh, kind of over it now. That's it. Done. I'm like, yeah. What? And then that's it. And I'm so happy for you now. <laughs> I mean, it's inst yeah, insight is so good. Like, you literally just wake up one morning and you're like, hang on a second. I am a bad bitch. And it's so good. I honestly think your Instagram 
right? Your stories mm. on your Instagram, I think are, um, I, I'm gonna, I'm putting out, I'm putting it out there to the world. I think your Instagram is the most real Instagram account I've ever seen. <laughs> like, honestly, if you've had a row with your boyfriend, you're straight on Instagram. If you've had like, if you're crying or you've just farted in someone's face, it's on Instagram. But I think that's why you've got so many followers because you speak on so many different levels. You you talk about the highs and you also talk about the lows. And you and I think during that period, for them four months, like you need. Uh, it sounds silly, but I think like you 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 needed you needed people to. I don't know. You, you your Instagram helped you. you know your your. I think your yeah. social media following helped you because it. It was them people that were like, yeah, I've been through that as well, Vicky. I've yes. been through that. I know how you're feeling. And I think sometimes your friends, it sounds weird at social media because I'm a bit up and down with it sometimes. I hate it and then I love it and I love it and I hate it. But yeah. I feel then sometimes in hours of need, like when I when um, when Kaz passed away at the start of the year and, um, you know, with everything that happened with Kaz, like that, it, it really comforted me, the support and the messages that I, not that I received, but the messages that I saw to that people, uh, friends or family, and people that knew Caroline really well, and you know the, the, the you know the, everyone suffered from that, and it, it was like it felt like everyone was together and everyone was mourning together over Kaz, and, and it felt and I felt like none of my friends understood what I was going through or yeah. like or how I felt, and and I, and I sort of you know when I when other people were messaging me saying look I lost a friend to suicide and. And would would tell me stories, and and it was it was it was comforting to hear. And I think when you was going through what you were going through, you know, you probably just needed people to tell you that they had been through that, and it was comforting for you, you know. So yeah. I can see that really helped you, and that's probably why your Instagram is so popular and so massive, <laughs> so many followers. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm huge on the ground. I'm trying to catch you, and I keep getting close, and then you go away from me again. <laughs> I'm like, no way, you must have how many? No, 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 no. Let me just check now. No. I'm going to check while I'm okay. on the phone. Because I Stop swear. it. You are always on social media. And yours no, is no, 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 no. Yours is you? so creative. Mine's just like no, no, selfies no, 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 and hungover isn't. pigs. Let me, let's just put it into perspective, okay? okay you have got 4.6 <laughs> million followers, right? Ain't no thing. <laughs> okay. You're 4.6 million followers, right? Mm-hmm. I, I... I'm on 3.3 million. You have got 1.3 million extra followers than me. And that shows me that the reason people follow you is that you are real. You are, I mean, I'm real, but you, you're everything. You give your fans <laughs> everything and people are so relatable to you. It's amazing. It's really awesome. You are being too kind. Do you want to know why that is so high? Because Geordie Shaw is on in 63 countries. That's why that's high. No freaking way. Yes, babe. I go to Brazil and can't walk down the street. Me, well, not who I'm in England anymore, but Brazil, it goes off. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what, though? I would have loved you not to have been on Geordie Shaw and you have been on Love Island because you would have been unbelievable on that. Do you know how much I talk about this to the lads I know who have been on Love Island? And me mates, I'm like, I would have cleaned up on Love Island. I mean, obviously, I shouldn't be saying things like this now. I'm very happy of with course, a lovely boyfriend. Of course, but you know, you're confident in your own ability. You're like, oh my God. <laughs> 
you know what? Even I want. Even I, even, like, <laughs> do you think you would have loved to have gone on Love Island as well? I you do. I would. I would. Yeah, of course. I think if I would have yes. not, if I'd have never have got famous and stuff, I would have given Love Island a go, one hundred percent. And me and my mates oh. always talk about, it. yeah, like we'd do, we'd have done this, we'd have done that. I love watching Love Island. Me and my me and my me and my mate Loz, um, he come and stayed with me last year when I was had my rehab for my knee. So we spent mm-hmm. two or three weeks in my lounge just watching Love Island every night. Mm-hmm. And me and Amelia just started seeing each other, etc. again. And I was literally, my knee was in bits. And we'd watch Love Island every night. And we were just having these, like, I would have done that. Oh, my God, he's yeah. such a mill. Why did he do that? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, oh, if we was on Love Island, we'd have, like, cleaned up on this show. Like, oh, like. And I'm just thinking, like, I would have won this one if I'd have been on it. <laughs> it's so ridiculous, isn't it? So ridiculous. No, but I totally get it. Like, for starters... I think if you look at like all of the winners from past years, basically all of the lads have been like Essexy or London based. That's so you true. are in with a really that is very good chance. True. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> but I'm like listen, I've I'm I've always said this. I've never been the best looking guy in the room, but I've got a good personality. So mm-hmm. I don't think I would have had the bod. I don't think I'd have had the bod for Love Island. That's no. the problem. Hey, nah. I've seen some of your shirtless nah. pics, son. I think nah. you would have smashed it. Listen, I'm not gonna lie. Getting famous has helped me lots with women. You know what I mean? Let's be honest. (laughs) Let's be fair. I know what it is. I turned famous at 25. I turned famous at 25. And I'm telling you now, going out, going out clubbing and being in bars, I used to struggle massively. You know what I mean? Like, no, massively. I'm not going to lie to you. Getting famous helped me. You know what I mean? Because it it, it definitely, definitely, I was never getting 10 out of 10 girls come up to me. Not a chance. Not a chance. As a guy though, right? Because I always used to say, I always used to say this to the lasses on Jodie Shaw and I used to think this and it used to play on my mind. I used to go, ask yourself if he would have spoke to me before I was on the telly and if the answer is yes, entertain him and if the answer is no, let it go. Ah. That's what I always used to say. Well, that's, no, no, by the way, that is exactly my mindset because I remember Mm. once being in a London bar um, just come off X Factor. Oh, you are massive, weren't you? You were dick swinging. (laughs) The helicopter was out every night. The helicopter. So should be. Yes. No, no, no. I I genuinely was going out. And I I remember once thinking, I must be getting set up here. Because I remember going to a bar. And I was at the front, sat at the bar. And this absolute Victoria's Secret, gorgeous, unbelievable worldie came and sat next to me at the bar. And she was like, hi, Mr. Murs. And I was like, no. All right. And she was like, oh, lovely to meet you in this bar. Like, what are you up to? Who, who are you with? I'm like, oh, I've just come in here on my own. I was, I'm mates in the toilet or something. And she was like, oh, well, I mean, I'm just sat here on my own. And you can always get me a drink. And I just looked at her and I just thought, this is too good to be true. This, yeah. I'm talking about, I used to be in Essex grafting. Like, it'd take me hours to pull a bird of this, <laughs> of this magnitude. It would take me months. <laughs> Take me years. <laughs> like, it could, I was doing everything I could to meet a girl like this. I was thinking, this is not true. I, I actually remember saying to her, look, you seem like a really lovely woman, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you know, head off somewhere else with I'm my t- mate. I'm terrified. I, absolutely. My bum hole <laughs> fell out. I was like, no, nah, this is not, this is, something's not right here. Because this isn't, this wasn't what I was used to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but no, it, you know, listen, we all know what fame Fame's a, uh, is a is a weird thing to adjust to. When I got into this, it was like, this is really 
odd that everyone knows who I am. And then you, you yeah. do start to have trust issues. You start to worry, why, who's this, why is this person yeah. coming up to me? Why, why are you talking to me? Why are you talking to me? Are you, are you talking mm. to me because, it's, it's, like you just said, is it, are you, yeah. would you, are you entertaining me just because it's me? Or are you actually entertaining me because you think I'm a nice person or whatever? It was, oh, it was such a brain hit. Now I'm so used to it. I, I, it I, I'm so good at knowing the right people to speak to and the wrong people to speak to. But it, for a good few years, it was a massive head fuck for me. Like, whoa, what the fuck is, this is crazy. <laughs> but it's like anything, like you have to get used to something and you have to learn. And I think you do have to go through that period where you're sort of, you're a bit naive and you're innocent and you're just super excited that there's these like good looking people talking to you. Like, Jesus Christ, I know some of the fellas I kissed when I was younger wouldn't have wanted to kiss me unless I was on the telly. Like, I know that. Hang on I've a made me Who peace is with the it. biggest celebrity you've snogged? Ever. I haven't snogged a lot of oh, celebrities. Shut up. I haven't. So let me think. So obviously, I well, I kissed some boys from Geordie Shore. I suppose they're technically obviously, celebrities. Obviously, we know that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Hang on. Let me think. Shit. No. Put me on the spot. It must be just someone from Towie. I don't know. Ooh, Could it be? Have I kissed someone better? Have Did I you guys get better? on though? Weren't Towie and Geordie Shore like we hate you? <laughs> it wasn't West Side Story. It felt like that in the newspapers. <laughs> felt like it was no, like no. clash. <laughs> You've seen out. I always loved the Towie lot just because I think I, I was speaking to Jess Wright before and I kind of like aspired to be the girls from Towie a little bit. Like I was never totally comfortable with the version of me that was represented on Geordie Shaw. But I would say that they were aspiring to be like you girls that didn't care and didn't, didn't have that sort of air of, oh, you know, they you, you girls on Geordie Shaw were more like, you know, you just were more carefree and more fun and more real. I felt like when I watched Towie, I felt like sometimes when I watched Towie, I, I felt that some of the characters weren't being weren't being themselves, or it was more scripted. Do you know what I mean? I felt Geordie yeah. Shaw was a little bit more like you guys were mad up in there. I mean, like I would love to have come to the house. Was it the house? Yeah, <laughs> I'd yeah, love to have oh come. When I was on tour in Newcastle, I always like was hoping some of the lads or some of the girls would come to the show and ask me to come back for the night just to, just to, just to see how crazy it actually was because some of the things that happened on that show, 63 countries, seriously. Yeah, babes. Yeah. Wow, that I is I remember going, going to the AMAs probably about four or five years ago now. It was just before I did The Jungle and um, there was hundreds of fans, loads of teenage girls outside of a hotel that we were all having lunch in with like MTV but they'd been told that Justin Bieber was staying there. Well, he wasn't, like, he, he was not. But they were obviously all so hyped up, like, you could just feel it in the air. So when I walked out, they were like, fuck it, it's a celeb, I'm having her. They just ran over. And this is, like, my only ever experience with this. You must get this all the time, like, Nick has thrown at your head the lot. But I've <laughs> never been mobbed. And I got mobbed by all these, like, Italian teenage girls. And I think at the time, the agent had this video of me just, like, standing there, like, super uncomfortable, like, ah! That's amazing, though. What a great experience. Oh, Ollie, I'm having such a nice time talking to you, but I have loads more questions. I want to do X Factor. I want to ask about One Direction. Yeah. What should we do in part two? Yes, let's do it in part two. Let's go for a wee first. Yeah, I'm desperate. I always need a wee. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. 
seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.